0: guys do we still have the need
1: the uh, need for speed
0: yeah guys, guys yeah. this is top gun 2 we got to do it better this time the movie did it better so let's uh, try to end. we have the need the,
1: the, the need, need
0: for, for speed.
1: speed ow uh, are we still doing that let's not do that anymore <laughs>
2: and gentlemen, welcome to Real Talk, a movie podcast. We are your go-to source for ratings and recommendations of past and present films. I am your host, Wes Jones, podcasting from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hey, this is Tommy, podcasting straight from
1: Nashville, Tennessee.
0: The movie buddy, Conway, podcasting from Bowling Green, Kentucky. <laughs>
2: I think the audience is... Probably tired of it after the first time. I actually was looking at some statistics in that episode, our last Top Gun episode. Listeners stopped listening after seven seconds, <laughs> so I have a feeling that it was strictly because of that.
1: Well, that's the thing, though. I think that's that's the usual metrics. So I don't think it has anything <laughs> to
0: do with the Top Gun intro. Yeah.
3: <laughs> We're getting all of our downloads just back. like yeah. Listen, we're getting,
0: all, we're getting all of our downloads just like Netflix is getting their views of shows.
3: You Heck know, yeah,
0: same, same thing. The, just have to watch for a second. Right, we get the Netflix metrics. I, I've got I do my gotta grandma give us some
2: credit. We do
0: feel we do seem like
2: we get a lot of people to at least try us out, <laughs> but our problem is keeping them interested past seven seconds.
3: Yeah,
2: same oh. thing with my wife. <laughs> Good thing you're quick. (laughs) So, well, audience, we are back. And uh, we are back with a reviewing the new, a special reviewing the new. We're going to be talking all about the new Top Gun film, Top Gun Maverick. And we've all already started talking. I don't even know if you need introductions. If you've listened to the show before, you're pretty familiar with this. So I'll just throw it out there real quick and just say... Team and Gabe, do you guys have anything for the intro that you want to discuss? Do you want to tell us how your day was or something happened to work or anything? No, but I I would like
1: to talk about our call signs because, you know, the last time we did our Top Gun episode, I was Maverick. Uh, Wes, you were Iceman. And Gabe, you were fittingly
0: Merlin. And so (laughs) I would like to bring those back. And so Merlin um, didn't. You know what's yeah. funny about it? In that episode, I said I would walk out of the theater if Merlin was, if you know, it. it, it should, Merlin didn't show up in the movie. Good thing because he didn't at all. But I didn't realize it till the end, and so I didn't have to. I walked out of the theater with everybody. Else. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing, Gabe. On YouTube, you can find the
1: deleted scenes. The original opening sequence was Merlin like hijacks that supersonic jet, and Maverick blows him out of the sky and kills him. <laughs> And people <laughs> cheered. Apparently, like it got a rapturous audience reaction. But uh, you know, I think T- Tim Robbins was going to assume, her. I don't know some legal
2: shenanigans. Uh, But yeah, Merlin does die in the movie. Yeah, well. and, and finally, he was—he's kind of fittingly freaking out because you know his Maverick's missile has been deployed. It's got <laughs> lock on his airplane. It was actually a good time to freak out. It
1: was, it was, it was. The other joke I was gonna go with was that at the end, um, don't want to spoil anything, but one of the fighter pilots what well, turned out to be Merlin as one of the bad guys.
0: <laughs> oh ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not Merlin. Merlin's Russian now, apparently.
1: I, I wanna be
0: I wanna be the new goose. Can I be the new goose?
1: No, Gabe, you can't. All right, you can't be in a Top Gun episode and be Merlin, and then in the sequel be a thirty years younger guy who's the star of the movie. (laughs) That's not how
0: this works around here. You're not Rooster. No, but think I think about it. I am Rooster. You know, Rooster plays the piano. Did you know that actor really played that part in the piano? He wanted to show off his piano chops. I was like jealous. But anyway, you know, I play the piano, so it's kind of like he has the mustache. I have like a goatee looking thing, sort of
2: you, the, what did you call it?
1: This is nothing. <laughs> a mustache? No. You no. know. All right, but no. Uh, things are going good, and I'm excited to talk about the the new Top Gun movie.
0: Yeah, Wes. Okay. I don't.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: C yeah, man went, went really off the like, rails, yeah. so I'm gonna bring us back in, man. I'm pumped. I was telling Tommy the other day on the phone. I, you know, I went to the theater at two o'clock or whatever it was to see it. Packed. The other day, I come by on the way home. Just packed Like I mean All day long you know it's cool to see the theater Packed for t- a movie mm-hmm. And it's Top Gun that that You know did it Well did we'll you- talk
1: about it I'm sure but it's okay. just great to Yeah I love it Gabe I love to see people back In the theater I love to see that Tom Cruise Has been the man to to Save movie theaters
2: And save <laughs> movies in general um, I just love to see it Yeah well, I was looking. You know, I didn't make hardly any notes. The only note that I I, I, I had was don't forget. You know that to use our call signs, and uh, okay. I already missed it. So, thankfully, t Man was here to remind <laughs> us. As I already well, good notes, Wes. I've already. <laughs> I had like two bullet points and already just completely screwed one of them up. But uh, anyway, one more thing on the Merlin is you know, I just, all this Top Gun stuff has had me, you know, longing for Kenny Loggins in my ears. And so I've been blasting some danger zone here lately. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the danger zone video. And so I posted it in our Facebook group so everybody else could, you know, take the same joy or have the same joy that I had watching uh, the video. And as I'm going through it, there's just a little scene there where, of course, all you hear is Danger Zone playing, but Merlin is just freaking out. It's just got clips of him freaking out in the video, and I just started cracking up. I was like, "This nice. is this is part. If you're gonna show Merlin's character, there's a 95 percent chance is he's freaking out." Absolutely, that's all he does in the movie. Just but like, I, I can't. <laughs> So anyway, I was a, a spoiler right off the bat. We didn't get any Merlin in the Top Gun sequel. So uh Gabe, maybe it is okay if we allow you to 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 change characters. T-Man, who do you think he would be in the new movie if we allowed him to change
0: characters? Oh, for sure. Gabe, if Who's Gabe me?
1: if we do allow Gabe to change characters, well, I'm still not in, I don't know if I love it, but if we did, then Gabe would be Bob.
2: Bob. I was thinking
1: about oh, yeah, bob,
3: uh,
2: I was thinking about like Jennifer Connolly's daughter,
1: okay, I could go with that <laughs> I could go girl, with that too. girl, yeah, heck yeah, <laughs> Jennifer Connolly's on... daughter, all right, I... done, no, I'm Bob, I do uh... like I feel like Gabe has Bob energy, so I think Bob I'm...
0: is fitting, okay, all right,
2: you
1: know you all guys
0: right. all call me buddy, you guys it could have just been Bob, I feel yeah. very bob I'm good with that, I, I like it. that, all right, so we got Bob.
2: Iceman is back, and Maverick. you got to have Maverick. The, his, the name is in the title of the film. So, uh, yeah, so I think we're set for this episode. So, audience, here's what we're going to be doing tonight, and this is kind of important to pay attention to this part simply because we don't want to, for those who haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, to spoil it for you. So the first thing we're going to do is we're just going to kind of give you a spoiler-free review. All three of your hosts have seen the movie. I think um, at least one of us has seen it twice. So we're going to give you a spoiler-free review of the movie, and then after that's over, we're going to give another spoiler warning because we want to get in and talk about some aspects of the film for those who have seen it. And, of course, we really haven't, as a group, got to talk a lot about Our thoughts on the movie and, you know, um, Bob mentioned, you know, throwing out some best scenes and things like that. So that's what we're going to be doing tonight. So let me let's just go ahead. Let's just open the floor up and let's just give our spoiler free review of Top Gun Maverick. And just whoever wants to start, just let's get into it. And then later on in the show, we'll dive in and talk more specifically about some things.
0: Tommy, or do you want me to go? Go, go ahead, Gabe. I'll jump in after you. Uh, Bob right.
2: In Maverick.
0: Yeah. All right. And since I'm Bob, I'll give you guys a fun Bob fact. I was reading, you know, some cool facts today about top gun. And apparently Bob's dad also was a pilot in a movie. And so talk about growing up to becoming, become your heroes. You know, I just, what a, anyway, um, sorry, top gun review. Um, what I'll say about it is I feel like I made myself look stupid again. And I told Tommy this, you know, I came out, I was talking to Wes and Tommy about how my favorite movie in two years came out, everything, everywhere, all at once. Like I literally the vet last reviewing the new, I talked about how I couldn't see a movie beating it. And then I go watch top gun Maverick and Wow. And and I've been talking to Tommy about this, how blockbusters are my favorite movies. And and I told him, I was like, this is my favorite blockbuster I've seen in four or five years. And we were trying to think, I think, since The Dark Knight. And so to give you my spoiler free review for Top Gun, um, it's a little bit different. There's action sequences. Um, there's actual missions. I mean, there were missions in the other one, but I mean, more in detailed missions um i think the character development's perfect even the romance even though it may be quick and kind of cheesy but it's just and not explained it's exactly what you need you've got tom cruise doing all of his own stunts again and just crazy tom cruise faces but gosh we love him he can carry a movie um i think the new top gun and i've wrestled with this I think it's a better movie than the first, but I may—I'll probably still always have like a, you know, love the original better. But I think it's a the best blockbuster I've seen in years. I give it a nine point like seven out of ten, as high as you can give it.
2: <laughs> well, as high as you could give it would definitely be ten out of ten. But yeah, uh, you can't do that. You, know. you just sound
0: ridiculous. Like a okay, ten, all right. a perfect
2: 9, uh nine 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 point seven nine nine from gabe there you go all right maverick this movie you're in the title so you you got to have a good review here on the deck on deck for our audience
0: fantastic review
2: yeah that's really good (laughs) i love having no words in a review so that was it,
1: guys. That's I was on mute. So <laughs> I was having technical difficulties, you know. And like Maverick, you know, I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants here. Mm. And so I'm just going to agree with what Gabe said. You know, going in, I had high expectations because i had been reading about this for a couple of years now about how high Paramount was about on it. Like they were just so excited to release it and they kept delaying it through pa- the pandemic. You know, I'd read that streamers had tried to buy it that they were going to release it at a couple other times but the but paramount kept being like no hold it hold it apparently Cruz wanted to keep holding it and that told me you know if a studio is really high in a movie they know they've got the goods i didn't know though it was going to be as good as it was and you know like gabe said it's really kind of one of the best blockbusters i was trying to think which which one is comparable and Maybe The Dark Knight was the last one that was just as good. And, you know, the reason it was so good is because I think it did two things. It honored the memory of the original by harkening ha- back to a lot of the things that we love about the original. But it also brought a lot of new emotional depth to this new one, which I think is the key to this new movie success. Is It's very uh, emotional in a lot of ways, and very dramatic, and, uh, you know it has that connection to the first one makes the deeper impact. And especially for fans who you'll know, love that first one, they're really going to love this new one. The stunts are great. The action is phenomenal, the really good direction. Like you said, it just truly, I think one of the best Tom Cruise blockbuster performances, you know, he is really on his a plus game here. He carries the movie. His, you know, his t- character is in the title of the movie. This movie is not successful without Tom Cruise bringing his ultimate A game. Um, In a way, you know, what I love about the movie is it's not only talking about Maverick being the last of his kind, having to say, you know, do this mission. It's in a lot of ways about Tom Cruise, you know, basically being like, you know what, all these streamers out there, all these fake movie stars, y'all are, you know, Hollywood has come to me to save the day. Um, And he did it. So great job, Tom Cruise. I've always been,
2: uh, you know, behind you. Well, I as well um, got to go see Top Gun Maverick in the theaters. And uh, that's a rare uh, occasion for me having, you know, a young one and and some other things going on in my life. So, uh, yeah, it was great. I went to a Sunday night. It was the last showing on on Sunday night at the particular theater. And there was a bunch of people in there. And, you know, I saw it opening weekend and just seeing that, I was like, you know, this this movie's going to be really successful on, you know, all these people here. It was a great theatrical experience. The crowd was engaged whenever the film ended. There was a lot of like some cheers and claps from people, which how often, you know, you just don't see that anymore. Like I used to feel like like audiences really connected with films. Uh, a whole lot more as I was growing up, you know, I can remember seeing Titanic and Jurassic Park and um, movies like that, you know, just huge mega movies of the 90s. And it would always invoke such reactions from uh, Independence the crowd. Day. Independence Day. Yeah. Um, Twister, another one that I can remember people really getting into.
0: Um, you get it in like those, you know, the room watch experiences and. You get it on opening days sometime. Um, I got it a little in everywhere every you know, everywhere, everything all at once, but um because people were laughing. But I mean, we just don't get it anymore. You're right. Yeah, and I'm not even you know, not talking snakes about just on like a laughing plane. at the joke. Remember snakes like, on the plane? People were really into that. But yeah.
2: yeah. But I just mean <clears> when it's over, like people kind of like standing and clapping or cheering, you know, it was like just wanted to express how satisfied they were. Yeah. With the viewing. I've not seen that in a while. And that was that was I was like, that man, this movie is 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 just doing things that I'm not seeing other films do right now. Um, I I really enjoyed the film. Started hearing about the sequel, I guess, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was back in about 2010, is whenever they really started talking a lot about it. So that's been twelve years ago. And yeah. uh, a lot yeah, of took,
0: it took so long. I, I kind of thought it was just an urban legend or something. Well, you know,
2: Tony Scott directed the first film mm-hmm. and uh, he, he, of course, uh, yeah. uh, my understanding is that he had a script and a screenplay ready to go. And, you know, had worked with, with Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. And of course that got paramount invested in it because you had, you know, the two major stars of the first film were interested in doing it you had the director who's of course a very good director and then you know as most people know Tony Scott he killed himself he he committed suicide and you know that um, kind of derailed the movie for a long period of time but Cruz and Kilmer remained interested in doing it but um, even that kind of changed a little bit because you know Val was was diagnosed with some type of, of throat cancer that, um, you know, he he had battled for a while. I think it was three, maybe three years in between screen appearances and three or four years. And, uh, you know, he basically lost his ability to use his own voice. He can't speak anymore. And so they had to make some adjustments and, uh, and things of that nature. But, you know, typically when you run into all that, you know, on top of it being 30, you know, this was when they first started talking about it. It was, you know, what, probably 25 years, 24 years since the original movie. Then you had um, all this take place and another 12 years go by. And so, you know, we wind up 36 years. Well, all Wes, of that happened. You know it's
3: so good.
1: Do you know how they? the director pitched it to Tom? Have you read that I, yet? It's pretty No, fun. it's pretty good so. story. Sure, yeah. Sure, sure. So the story is basically uh krasinski who's the director who's really good i don't know if anybody has seen only the brave the firefighter movie Mm -hmm. great movie i have and um he also did oblivion which is good
0: and so i saw that and i was like man he's the oblivion guy it'll be good
1: yeah in the neutron he's good yeah he's a good director and i think he's getting better he's still pretty young and he's originally a commercial director you can kind of tell that he's got a really good aesthetic to him but anyway so he knew Tom. Apparently, I think Jerry Bruckheimer or something, they'd been talking mm-hmm. about Krasinski had heard that they were wanting to do this Top Gun. Of course, Tony Scott had died by then. Uh, I don't know how much of a script they had, or maybe I think the script had gone under some revisions. But Krasinski, basically what he did was he brought his out, kind of outline, his idea to Tom Cruise, who was filming Mission Impossible Fallout. To He said he only had like a 30-minute window because Tom was filming. That day in Paris. And basically, he basically pitched it to him, the story that we got, which was Rooster. And this isn't any spoilers. You know this from the trailer. Rooster is Goose's son. Uh, he is brought in under the Top Gun School and Maverick is brought back to teach them for this mission. And uh apparently Tom, Tom Cruise liked it so much that he called the head of Paramount Studios while they're in the room. And told them that they have a go picture for Maverick. And I just love that because can you like who else in Hollywood from an actor standpoint can call a studio and say, We're doing this movie other than Tom Cruise?
0: Yeah, not many. I mean, does he have, like, a bad phone that just links him straight to Paramount? That's just, like... (laughs) Well, Paramount is his, like, kind of home studio. (laughs) He's done most of
1: his movies with Paramount. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, So he has a pretty, you know, understanding with that. And I think they've been trying to make it for several years. And so, you know, once they got excited for it, you know, they did it. And it turned out to be the right pitch.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But um, just... Kind of circling back to what I was saying, it's, you know, you go through all that, and I forgot to mention that, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer was interested in coming back and producing, who's 78 years old and still looks amazing, um, by the way, to be 78. Uh, I don't know, Wes. I've been seeing it. He's got a lot of work done. uh, Well, I've only kind of seen him from – like kind of uh like far farther away pictures. And he looks like he does. <laughs> he did 20 years ago, but maybe you're right. Maybe he's had a bunch of work. And if I've seen in, some videos. Kind of see I'm it. like, yeah, he looks
1: like a lot of the, the, the older stars have this new thing where they get a lot of work done. I've
2: noticed he's definitely in that mode. He's had some nip tuck done. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh anyway, so after all that, and, I'll have to say I was initially really excited about it because of how much I love, you know, the original movie. And I was like, oh, man, Val Kilmer's back. Tom Cruise is coming back. The director's coming, all of this stuff. And then I didn't I was kind of like gay. But there for a while I was like, is this is this real? I mean, 12 years from conception to release is a long time and I kind of started feeling like it was kind of a myth, too. And I'd forgot all about that it was going to be released this year. So whenever I was looking at my you know, top five most anticipated movies when I went on Nerd Cage Live to, to do that episode with them, I just kind of forgot all about Top Gun Maverick. And I think that helped is that I wasn't just big time gearing up for it. You know, I was like, oh, I got about, I was, yeah, yeah, that's coming out next month. So I really started thinking about it again for just like 30 days. And then I started hearing the reviews. And then, you know, we did the Top Gun episode. And then that got me more and more excited for it and went to the theater. And man, I just freaking loved it. Like it was just, it was so good. It not only just made me love, you know, Top Gun even more, but for those years that I've kind of turned on Tom Cruise a little bit, cause he kind of went through a little bit of a crazy spell, had a lot of bad publicity and just, and a bunch of things. I was just kind of like, yeah, Tom Cruise has kind of lost his mind. One of those situations now with the new mission impossibles, how amazing they've been and how great top gun Maverick was. And then to hear, and we can talk about kind of the controversy with the, uh, you know, with the Taiwanese flag and all that type of stuff if you want. But just the way that he kind of kind of stood up to all that as well. I'm like, man, this movie has made me love Tom Cruise again. So <laughs> uh, just just kind of a whole lot going on around this movie. I'm so excited that it's having so much success. And um, you guys have already talked about a little bit of the aspects of the film. So I don't w- want to really do that. I just want to encourage people that, Hey, you've got a little bit of a window here, and you'll still have another couple of weeks or three weeks or so, four weeks maybe, once this episode that you're listening to now is released, to go to the theater and watch it. Because if you like Top Gun at all, even if you're not a huge fan of Top Gun, but just know the story. I think you're going to love this movie. You're going to love the experience, and I just encourage you to go see it. Man. The power of Cruz. Wes was always going to
1: come back. It was a never <laughs> He tried. He tried his best, uh, but he just
0: couldn't. He, he's tried hard to get to away from. He's he's, hard He to runs resist. so
1: fast. He'll
0: always catch you. Have you seen how he looks at a girl in the bathroom at a, at a bar? Like, you can't get away from Tom Cruise, Wes. You can't know. get away from. I, I think, I
1: honestly think you make a good point, Wes. I really think people have started to like appreciate Tom Cruise more from this movie like what we have in Tom Cruise like because like you, you like you all said you know people are just appreciative that this movie is just a feel good movie that makes them feel good and has a great feeling leaving the theater and that's all Tom Cruise is. He is a showman. He wants people to love movies and have a great time at the movies. He doesn't bring his personal baggage to movies. He just wants to entertain you. And I think people are starting to appreciate him a little bit more. Like, you know, Tom Cruise is a great entertainer, a great movie star. And maybe uh, maybe we were a little harsh on him. And um, I'm glad he's having this type of resurgence with people
0: again. Tom, if you listen to this podcast, and I'm sure that you do, um, thank you for making us all agree on a movie for once, which hardly ever happens. (laughs) And thank you quite frankly for, this is for Wes. This isn't for me, but thank you for overthrowing the comic book movie from the box office King. Because Wes could appreciate if Hollywood jumps on board with this, you know, this could be something all new and Wes might start going back to the movie theater.
2: I have a feeling. And I was thinking about this afterwards too, you know, knowing how well critically it was reviewed Knowing how the audience has responded, is that we're probably going to get a bunch, a big crank up of legacy sequels. We were already yeah. getting a few anyway, but I think this is probably. Yeah. I don't gonna... know. I feel like they've already done them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: they just,
1: the problem is they just all suck usually.
0: Yes, they're usually pretty bad. Um, I mean, heck, we just did Cruella last year. I mean, where, where else <laughs> we got? What have we got going cooking in yeah. there? <laughs> You know, I think what helped this movie is it did
1: take him so long to make it, like you all talked about. And, you know, and it, it helps. I know I'm, I'm starting to sound like a Tom Cruise-like uh, sycophant here. Maybe I am. You don't know. Um, but it helps that you have Tom, Tom Cruise kind of shepherd this where he wasn't going to make it unless it was great. Like mm-hmm. this was like one of his top movies. He knew he had to, if he was gonna do this, it really had to be great. And I think that's a difference. You know, I think the problem is to your all's points about legacy sequels is they are just made like kind of haphazardly, not a mm-hmm. lot of care, not a lot of love. and they're just done for for a buck
2: and i'm I'm kind of hearing, and I don't know what y'all have heard, but I'm kind of hearing that the New Jurassic Park is kind of falling victim to that, which I had a feeling from the trailers that it might, but it's just so hard, I think, to go such extended periods of time and then crank out something like this. It was just very re- refreshing. Yeah. And uh, I, it was just, it was awesome how they did. And I think the the time with him being, you know, I think the movie was what shot a couple of years ago. So he was probably like 56, 57 whenever they were shooting it. And I thought that the role that they have him playing in it and all that, it was, um, do, do I want to say it kind of humanized Tom Cruise a little bit more in the film? Like he seemed like he seemed more of instead of just Tom Cruise, it felt like more like a genuine real man, like a real yeah, character. It was a
1: great. Yeah, I agree. It's a really good performance. Like it's very humanizing, very emotional. Um, well, I, I, I know. I think I take it if the Oscars were worth it, their salt, this would be up for Best Picture. Tom Cruise would be up for Best Actor. I know that's not going to happen. Probably not. It could slide in for Best Picture uh, because it has been so popular. Yeah, The Dark Knight did it. You know, everybody actually. loves it. But it's no Dark Knight didn't do it. That's why they expanded it yeah. to ten. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah right. Just, that's when it was yeah. just five. But, you know, I digress on that. But, yeah, I think it's a really good performance. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot, his performance.
0: Guys, well, do we need... Well, yeah, go, go ahead, Kate. Well, I was just going to see. I mean, I mean, you guys have both written your love letters to Tom Cruise. But do we want to jump in here and talk about, you know, our favorite scenes in this movie? Yeah, that's what exactly what I was about to do. I was about to say, you know, does anybody want to...
2: Yeah, only if we could talk more about Tom Cruise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom, if you're well, listening, he might be into you. So, we're, we're
2: right <laughs> um, so yeah. So, if, if, if you guys don't have anything else you want to add, kind of spoiler-free, as we're just encouraging the audience that, you know, the movie is well worth your time. One of the last things I, I forgot. Let me say this real quick. If you would have told me going into it, it's like, all right, there's, you know, the the action sequences are awesome, you know, but there's not like a lot of death and destruction and there's there's no cussing and there's no, you know, sex and there's no this and there's it's just like a really kind of super clean movie. Um that, you know, you could you could take I think I could take you know yes, yeah, you know, somebody Jack's age, you know, seven eight years old, maybe nine, you know, somewhere around there, go see and then, you know, just not be too much for them. And it's going to be like, you know, one of the best action type drama films that's come out in, in years. I've been like, really, you know, it's not that, uh, that you have to have all of those other things in it. It's just sometimes whenever movies are, are made to be too tame, they are just that. They turn out sometimes to be a little bit boring, but this was anything but that. And it's just, it's a movie for
0: everyone, basically, well, is what I'm trying Wes, to say. Well, it's the same thing yeah, happened it, to me with Real Steel. Like, I didn't know. Well, <laughs> and, and turns out, like, I, it was okay for me and my kid to go see it. And it was really heartfelt and emotional, just kind of like this. What do you think, Tommy?
1: Yeah, I think it's a good point. And I think what, what top, <laughs> top Gun and the new Top Gun did is it almost felt, it did a really great thing because it made it feel like an '80s movie, movie for the family, and that was kind of like the, the high point for those type of movies. You know, those Amblin movies, the ETS, the mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, all those. I, I'm not saying it, it, they're like those in that like the plot or anything, but they, it used a lot of emotion, and that's kind of what I was referencing in my reviews, is it used a lot of emotion. And it doesn't need all that other stuff, to your point, Wes, if it has that emotional appeal to it. And this mm-hmm. one does. And that's kind of really the selling point to it. Uh, you know, I saw so many, you know, 50-year-old men coming out of the theater crying. You know, how
2: often do you see that happen? Mm-hmm. Sometimes movies, they they evoke an emotion in you that's not necessarily anything about the film itself or, or about what happened in the film itself. It's it, it sometimes touches on something that's kind of emotional and personal to you and it and it takes that that type of story to bring that out of you, if you know what I mean. Like I don't uh, I don't know if that makes sense with what I'm trying to say. It's not necessarily that you're like that you're crying at the film itself, but the movie has uh-huh. linked an emotion so you, to something is, hold else on. that's happened sa- in your
0: life. You're saying that it triggers an emotion. I think a lot of the times these movies trigger like a response because of how well they're done and how it flashes back to I see what you're saying, but what if you know it flashes you back to a time in your life where you were enjoying this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They could have felt nostalgic.
2: They could have this movie could have you know, maybe they've served in the military and, you know, lost and you know, lost. Well, I'm some talking point. about like a Stuff time like in that.
0: my life when I was watching Top Gun. And yeah. Like I kind of flash back to that. Plus, you know, Goose has been waiting fifty years, the Goose family to get their comeuppance. I mean, all of that, <laughs> 50 you know. Years. yeah (laughs) it was it really got me but all right that that
2: was it i didn't mean to drag keep keep dragging that part on but i just wanted to to say that so all right um audience one more time here let i just want to warn you we are now going to spoil parts of top gun maverick we want to talk about some of our best scenes and you know anything else any other aspects about the film that that uh, the hosts want to get into. So this is your last warning. So if you do not want, if you've not seen it and you don't want Top Gun Maverick spoiled, turn off the podcast now, go see it, come back and listen to this episode and any other real talk episodes that you want. So you got to plug, got to plug our other episodes. Well played. All right. So go for it, Gabe. I know you were want to talk about uh, best scenes. I think that was one of the things that you wanted to get into. So why don't you won't you open this up here?
0: Uh, th- thank you. I mean, we're not we haven't even revisited Zima yet. I didn't, you know, there was a little bit of sweat on their face, but they weren't enjoying nearly as much Zima in this movie. I'll go ahead and tell <laughs> you that. Well, but, Gabe, it's because Zima doesn't exist. Yeah, it's because they couldn't get their hands on any, just like I can't get my hands on any that's they, why the movie man, was so dang. tame they they I got oh like, if they would have brought that
2: Ziva out they oh, it'd
1: be, oh it got hell yeah.
0: tom cruise have been barging into women's bathroom and all kinds <laughs> of other was loaded stuff. on
1: Ziva. all those
0: there was, scenes <laughs> there was just a little bit of sweat on them so i mean nobody was like melting in their like cockpit in this movie because they just didn't have the zima <laughs> to pour on themselves but no my favorite scene by far in this movie So the whole time they're like, so they're trying to infiltrate this base and they basically have to go up this crater, go down this crater, set a bomb in and then a group of people have to go up the crater and down the crater and they have to go through this giant ravine um, in two minutes and 30 seconds because if they don't, the other, uh, the enemies like um, fighters will be on them and so they'll have to dodge the fighters and the air to ground missiles. And the whole time, like these these cadets are the best of the best, but none of them can do it. They can't even come close. They either can't, they fizzle out, and they can't get out of the canyon, or they just they don't believe it can be done. And then uh, Tom Cruise loses his ability to to work because he's broken some of the rules. And then a huge spoiler: Iceman dies, and he's the person who was able to get him there. And so. He loses his his ability to to even be involved in the mission that he's been training these cadets for. And And the girl, which I actually, the more I think about it, I agree with Tommy. Like, I really do like the girl. The girl convinces him, like, you have to do something to get back in. And so he just steals a jet. And he does this course in front of everybody watching in two minutes and 15 seconds. And I'm telling you, when Tom Cruise is flying that plane during that section, you can feel every bump, every turn that he takes, every time he speeds up. I don't know how they filmed it. Apparently, he did all of his own stunts in this. So maybe he flew that plane. Who knows? But it is the best sequence I've seen in a movie because he does it in two minutes and 15 seconds. All the cadet's eyes are on it. And I'll tell you, when I was watching it, I was like on the edge of my seat more than i've been in a movie in a long time so that's by far the best scene in the movie in my opinion
1: yeah that's a cool scene i love that scene um tom cruise didn't actually fly the f-18 uh he's good to know, you know they're they they're, 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 they're <laughs> he, he is a registered pilot but i don't think he can fly actual jets and there's actually a defense department uh law that if you're not a military personnel you can't actually touch the like controls of a military jet. You know jet. he wanted to, though.
0: Oh, I think he tried, for sure, for sure. <laughs> they said <laughs> that last plane in the movie was the plane that he actually owns. That little yeah, plane that the, they're flying off in. P-51. But you know, he, you know Tommy tried to plane. sneak that off plane in some is of those jets.
1: Beautiful. Like, yeah.
0: I, like, it is amazing. But you know Tommy tried to sneak off in an F-18. I think he did ask for sure, but yeah, that's that's something they weren't. But
1: yeah, that is a really great scene and it really kinda of, that's like a pure sports movie moment. You know, it's like you gotta hit this. And that's where it kind of like top gun this that's why one reason this movie is so good is it like it does bring back those original top gun aspects of it's a competition. And this sequence right here is the full you gotta do this by this time, and it's really well made. I love all the people in the you know, watching the the countdown and making sure they can do it. Everybody
2: cheering for it. It's really great. Well, I love the whole the the whole setup of this movie. is 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 just good. Like they they just they put together a great story. A story that that kind of makes sense on why you would need right. to bring it's him clean. back. Yeah. yeah, and I love it. Is a little bit, you know, kind of like a like a like a Star Wars space expedition type setup when it comes to the, you know, them trying to, mm-hmm. to destroy this it's uranium. Like it's like game. it's a mission. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's like a did, video game. They did make it yeah. into Star Wars. I see what you're saying there when they're hovering through that little cre- crevice to drop a bomb in, the, in a hole the uh, size of the wall. Yeah, and I
2: don't mean that it felt like there were, I don't Nothing felt like any ripoff or anything. It just, it, it kind of felt like, you know, that setup. It's like, all right, yeah. we have, this is, this is what we have to do. We gotta, we gotta, you know, fly through the canyon. We've got to stay below a certain altitude or we'll get picked up by, you know, the drones. Uh, well, what uh, was smart that, you know,
1: I think while they did that, it was really smart to make the plot very straightforward and clean, mm-hmm. very understandable. First off, Top Gun doesn't need a super complicated plot. Second of all, what that allowed, it allowed all that emotional elements to the plot to really Mm -hmm. kind of
2: take the forefront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to say it. Exactly. So that's the, you you have just a great story and a great setup for the film. And, you know, I love the aspect where he's talking with Ed Harris at the beginning and it's basically like, you know, he's, you know he's he's the dinosaur now. He's phased out. They're not needed anymore, and they won't be needed soon. And you know, mm-hmm. Maverick turns to him and he says, "You know, but but not today." Did and, you, you know? You walks feel, out.
1: You guys feel a little uh, subtext there when when he's like, "You're you're a dying breed. We don't need you anymore. We've got streamers now. We've got straight to VOD. I, I know. We've yeah, I was, got was, franchises. <laughs> we don't need movie stars." And Tom yeah. Cruise goes. Maybe so, but not but today. Not, not today. I was
0: gonna say that during the opening because I, I yeah. felt like that's the you know probably we've got, we've out. We've we out. We don't
1: infinite comic book characters. We don't <laughs> need you, Tom Cruise.
0: But Tom <laughs>
2: Cruise, I do but like today. it. <laughs> Tom's like maybe so, but not yet. Uh, but I mean, yeah, that was a great way to to bring him back in, and I love I love the way that his tie-in with ice, how they've remained friends all these years, you know, ice went on to do, you know, Maverick wasn't about the, the teaching aspect at first and ice kind of stayed with that and continued to rise in the ranks. But, you know, ice always remembered what him and Maverick were able to accomplish together and knew how talented he was. You know, he was the ice man and Maverick went head to head with him and as such a great pilot. And so he just knew, I just love how they brought him in as well and uh they also used what was going on with him in real life to put that into the story um you know with isis character having cancer in the film and i just love that touch as well
1: yeah that was a really good plot device they used i mean it's sad obviously but it's good, you know, Val Kilmer was obviously all about it, and I know that I'd read that Tom Cruise had said that he he would not do a new Top Gun without Val Kilmer in it, as long as Val Kilmer wanted to do it. And so I thought right. that was a really important way to bring that connection, and that's a great scene. It's a very emotional scene, like we've talked about. And both Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer are great in that scene together. And once again, it's just a very consistent plot i just love the plot is so i've seen it twice now and first of all it moves right along and there's no dead spaces and you know exactly what's going on the entire time and
2: so in that wow,
1: way, it sounds it's sounds like really the
0: opposite good. of our podcast
2: yeah <laughs> yeah we could uh, uh
1: use some screenwriting uh
2: team <laughs> did you did you hear though like along with uh, Val Kilmer you know Tom Cruise saying that he wouldn't do it without there he also said that he would not do it without Kelly McGillis and so they they had her send in some photos
0: oh my and, gosh
2: well I'm not getting I'm not touching this Wes is about to get canceled <laughs> just, guys this is Wes this is all you man don't try
1: to don't try to bring me into this
2: <laughs> well no, I, I love what kill you know what Kelly McGillis said, I do think it would have been cool. I do. Here's if they the would have had something to do with her and, or Meg Ryan, like brought either of them in, uh, they, in
0: said some that it did, they, 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 they said, and you know, why not bring back Merlin while we're talking about it? But they said, <laughs> I, I have no idea why that didn't happen, but they said it would, they didn't want it to just all be about throwbacks. And I kind of understand it. I just don't think Meg Ryan would have hurt. But no, I, yeah, I especially with
2: with, the- with, you know, with Miles Teller, you know, playing Goose's son, you could have at least had one little Meg Ryan scene in there. Um,
3: well, I was more I joking about sense. the sense.
1: I thought it was a clean way for them to bring the. Uh, because if you have Meg Ryan in there and this is get really getting the minutia of the plot, so hopefully, you know, sorry, I know everybody hopefully has seen it that's listening to this, but. It was a clean way to bring the animosity all on Maverick. You needed all that because if it w- if Meg Ryan's character was still there, then Rooster could just go to her and be like, "That's know, w- true." Wait a minute, you you also you're the one that pulled my record, and she could be like, "Yeah, I did." It, it kind of makes it messier, and so I think it oh, makes wait, sense. She died, right? She died, right? They said oh, she that's died. Why. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: why. That's why. Okay. Okay. And I'm and, with you. I'm with it now because and that was she made him promise, right? Yes. But he was never going to tell Miles Teller's character that because he didn't want him to resent his mother. Exactly. And I thought that was a okay. good okay. way
1: right. to kind of just once again, it, obviously, it's it's writer. Like you put all of the pressure on Maverick and you kind of it's like they're basically saying like, well, Maverick's never going to motion. Yeah, and he's never going to be able to, to rekindle that relationship with Rooster, unless some crazy stuff happens in the climax, which it does. Um, but also, just want to go back to the Kelly McGillis thing. You know, I, I don't blame them for not including her. First off, it's it's honestly unfair for an actress in the mid '80s to be, you know, Tom Cruise's love interest, who's older than him, and then expect her to be able to do it in a movie in a movie star role thirty six years later, when Tom Cruise really hasn't. Aged a whole lot. No, he's in like thirty-six oh, years. Like he's the ageless wonder, uh, and so I, it's just unrealistic to expect her to be able
2: to be his love interest. Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't want that anyway. It, and she's also older than Tom Cruise. She's already in her sixties, right? And she's pretty much kind of. I think the last movie I saw her in was Ty West's Innkeepers, which is actually a really good movie. And uh, you know, she just. She kind of joked about it anyway, because they kind of were asking her about it. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm too old and fat to be in a Top Gun movie. You know, that's what that was exactly what Kelly McGillis said. And she just didn't really seem like she even had an interest in it anyway. Um, but you know, I because she was she was a military officer, you know, already in in Top Gun or whatever, I just thought it would have been cool. Um you know, if they could have found a way to, to just do something, have like... Not even with necessarily her and Maverick, but just... Or at least acknowledge her. Not even necessarily have her in the movie, but at least acknowledge that character or See, something. In- Earth
3: is looking for other life.
2: Starship Journeyer has been recalled only to be captured by the... You alien race of incredible intellect and ally of the dearths. a carnivorous yet intelligent reptilian race... Captain Cage was abducted. Crew members, Eva Cusping and Enrico Delchez, were caught between two warring kingdoms. Captain Cage and Eva Cusping discover a secret about themselves. One will feel rage, the other enlightenment. Humans and other races go on a desperate journey while relentlessly hunted. Are we alone in the universe? Is there a god? What does the future own? Do you really want to know? You just heard the YouTube trailer for author Stephen Kauz's epic sci-fi book series, Shadowed Stars. If you're a regular listener of Real Talk, you've heard a lot about Shadowed Stars. You know that book one, Shadowed Stars, and book two, The Reign of the Black Guard, are available now. But great news, because book three, Children of Home, is coming soon. And we'll be talking with Stephen about Book 3 on an upcoming episode of our interview series. For those of you who are new to Shadowed Stars, head over to shadowedstarsbooks.com. You'll be able to get the latest information on the series, learn more about author Stephen Couch, read his short stories, and find direct links to purchase the books. Again, that's shadowedstarsbooks.com. And speaking of books, Stephen has eight numbered books planned in the series with more unnumbered ones to follow. And I love what Steven is doing with the characters, as there are different characters between the odd and even-numbered books, with some cameos mixed in. This keeps the story arcs fresh and the pages turning. Keep in mind, Shadowed Stars is for a mature audience with mature thinking, which is different from most of the stories you get in the sci-fi and fantasy realm. So, are we alone in the universe? Is there a God? What does the future hold? There's only one way to find out. Go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes Store, wherever you get your books, and start your journey into the Shadowed Stars universe.
1: And this is where I'm just going to have to disagree with you guys on this. I I don't like these legacy reboots that consistently always go back to the kind of everything about the original. I think one of the reasons this one works so well versus a lot of these other legacy reboots is that, yeah, it has some stuff from the original, but like games it doesn't constantly go back to that original in every aspect no i i like agree. You have yeah. to have a new story new characters I think it's important to have some things from the original, but I'm personally am glad it didn't only just bring back every character. Like it didn't bring back all those other characters from the original
2: Top Gun school. And I'm good with that. Like, I like that aspect. No, I I hope Uh, she was just a star. It was like, they were the, they were the two build stars of the first movie. It was Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis. That, that was like, those were the build stars, you know, from the first film. So that That's all I was, you know, I don't, we don't need Slider and, and Merlin and Hollywood and Wolfman. We don't need all those whoa, whoa, guys whoa, whoa. back.
0: Um, you
3: know,
0: <laughs> Cut it, you know, cut it off at Merlin. We could have used him, but no, I, uh, I was more so, I hope you're not taking it wrong, uh, Tommy. I was more so saying, I think we could have squeezed in Meg Ryan, but I agree with the director and we don't want it to all be about flashbacks. And I think that was the great directorial choice. Like, I, I'm just saying, if you could have worked anybody in, it could have been Meg Ryan. I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just taking it like you guys are saying it. I'm just
3: saying, <laughs> no, I disagree.
0: I, I, you can't disagree with me when I agree with you. <laughs> I That's disagree with i you ever just heard. said. You're
1: like, I wish I had Meg Ryan in there. And I'm saying, no, Meg Ryan shouldn't have been in
0: there. I'm just. You could have squeezed her in. No, we I don't, don't need what, Meg Ryan. We don't it, need Meg Kelly was just a We small don't need park.
1: Cyclone or Twister or whoever the damn. All those other <laughs> dead sons of bitches from the Top <laughs> the Gun. Sons sons are all them. in the new one. We don't, I don't know what you guys want. You guys just want the freaking uh, original one redone again. Screw this. It's, I'm just going
0: to put Top Gun in and watch I know. it. That's what the dude. hell is
1: happening? Give me some. some I tell gun.
0: you. I'll tell you my favorite. My second favorite <laughs> scene. Is you know when they couldn't do volleyball in jeans, they do football in jeans there on the go. beach. How can we up it a beach? They didn't and, play
2: Kenny Loggins though,
0: and they're playing some form of football where they're both on offense and defense at the same time, and they got that guy just cheering for him for no reason. <laughs> but then he starts becoming a quarterback. Like it's wonderful. There's sweat all over him. There's ocean on him. Is but Kenny I,
2: Loggins alive?
0: I don't. He know. is. Let he
2: is.
1: Look. He, he did a new version of the song for Top Gun, but I don't think they use it, actually. Yeah,
2: they were like, this sucked in the 80s,
1: and it yeah. really
0: sucks were now. You guys Were you guys ticked when that football game ended and Tom Cruise didn't go over to his love interest house and ask to take a shower before, you know, some... <laughs> unannounced- I don't know what.
1: They did a really... This is where blockbusters have gotten smarter. Like, they, they kind of ironed out all the weird 80s goofiness from this. <laughs> and... They're much smarter. Like, this is a really well-made movie, like emotional, everything. It doesn't have all that weird 80s stuff from the original Top Gun. It did have the jeans sports
0: scene. Are you glad it was in there, Tommy?
3: Yeah.
1: you got to have that homage. Like I said, guys, you got to have some things, but not everything like you guys want. I want some things, not everything.
0: Let's talk about this. Were you sad that the coffee guy didn't? didn't make a you know no i don't <laughs> he, <laughs> no. i think he's dead in real life probably.
1: we don't need now you're to bring needs. back the damn top coffee guy we had an alternate ending <laughs> that we said would have worked
3: he did <laughs> that build was the This
1: podcast i don't think anybody else would find that like interesting hey,
2: hey know, Gabe, what like... if we did this what if we like I know team is against having Kelly McGillis back, but what if we would have got Kelly McGillis back and they could have reenacted that sex scene?
0: Heck, yes. That's
2: what I'm talking about. Get a little no, bit of early. No, take my bre-
0: breath away. <laughs> I didn't want that. Wes, I want that guy spilling coffee left and right. I oh, want some butts. I want some butts. No, we don't need
1: any of that. This movie did it <laughs> perfectly where you had John Ham's character, who we haven't really talked about, who's really good as like the you know, the bureaucracy, the symbol. And at the very end, it doesn't have all that stuff that the original does. You know, Maverick has grown up. He's not doing all that crazy stuff, but at the very end, he does buzz the tower. He does that, buzz the
0: tower. See, but that's was how my you boy. Do
1: it. That's how you do a legacy reboot is you do it once at the very end. Yeah. You just give a little
2: just a little taste of it. No, I I, yeah. I agree with all I've just been being, did being you guys, goofy with the
0: When the, the movie stuff started, like I did you was I the only one just tell me like, did you guys think that you had just stumbled into a theater showing the original Top Gun when it started? Cause I, you know, for like the first, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I oh, love yeah. that the, the way they aris- started. Yeah, that's
1: the, a, see, that was a really good choice. I thought
0: yeah. I, I liked it, but I got there right after the the previews, like because I was running late, and it went straight into it. I was like, man, they're showing the regular Top Gun. I'm in the wrong theater.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Dun, nah,
3: nah, no, I thought that was really no, nah, 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 nah. I did too. I loved it, but and I, then so- they
2: played just a little clip of Danger Zone. Yeah. Then
3: did you hear
1: that? Back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. So, guys, I know, you, Gabe, you were talking about your favorite scene, and Wes, I know you talked about some different elements you really liked. I think my favorite, I mean, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the ending, which is, to me, like, going into the movie, like, I didn't really think about how it ended, and they, of course, mentioned the F-14 a little bit in, if they mm-hmm. foreshadow it, mm-hmm. but after I've seen the movie I'm like that was the only way it could have ended that was the most perfect ending for a movie like that that whole last 30 minutes is so well designed and executed it's improbable yes it, you know how did it all happen there's a lot of things that have to work out for it to all happen exactly the way it does but it is so damn entertaining and people were clapping and cheering in the movies I was in people were so happy yeah i like that is one of the, probably the best finale for a movie the last 30 minutes of a movie that i've seen in a long time mm-hmm. i think that's the secret to its success because it leaves people on such a high note it is such a great way because it brings Rooster and, and Maverick and they end on the cruise and then Lady Gaga is singing. Kelly McGillis <laughs> shows up and Wes
0: is cheering. Is that coffee guy spills ending. coffee all over himself. That, Wes gets coffee,
1: son of a bitch, is there.
0: <laughs> Merlin is, is out such there throwing confetti. Ending. It's 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 glorious. Zima's shooting everywhere. Lord, no, shut, shut,
3: shut
1: up. <laughs> it is. I really think that's one of the keys to the movie, success. that ending is... So good. One of the best I've seen in a long time that people
2: just leave on a high. Well, I love how they, they, the story, it makes sense. And it was, it kind of naturally came together to get Miles Teller in the goose roll behind Maverick, helping Maverick out. So it's like we come full circle. And I love that aspect. Whenever that was one of the things that stuck with me after I was leaving, I was like, I love how they got, you know, Rooster's character in the F-14 in with the Maverick F-14, like when they landed, Yeah,
1: when they landed, they both were. And I, I immediately thought, they've got an F-14 there. They are going to get that F-14 and fly it out of there. I was so like, I can't wait are doing this. Yeah. Like, but it is yes. so great.
0: You guys are talking all about all these homage scenes with Goose in the back of an F-14 with Tommy Cruz piloting it. You know... My, my favorite part of that whole last sequence was, what were you thinking? I th- you oh, told yeah. me not to think. <laughs> <That's>, that <laughs> oh, that was good. Of Some fun. of the
2: jokes landed. They were good.
0: They
1: landed. They were goofy, but you know what they felt like? They felt like a 1980s joke. Like, they just worked so well. Mm-hmm. They're kind of old-fashioned in that way. And people, I've seen it twice. Like I said, people cracking up both times those, those jokes land. And another thing I thought the movie did really well is, they kind of hold back on Rooster, if you notice. The movie is really a showcase for Tom Cruise and Maverick's character. And, yeah, you get Rooster throughout the movie, but he isn't yeah. like a central focus until the very mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. And I thought that worked really well. It, it was almost like you're kind of you, – they gave you a little bit, a little bit, and then at the end it all came together, and it was, oh, this is what we've been missing. This is what Maverick's been missing, and now he has it in his life. It's It's so yeah. good.
2: Yep. Now, I didn't, whenever I was kind of going through and talking about, you know, why Kelly McGillis and Meg Ryan wasn't in it, I didn't actually say my favorite scene. And I think my favorite scene of the movie was... (laughs) got sidetracked. Yeah, I got sidetracked with thinking about, you know, getting Kelly uh, uh, back to take my breath away. And it was the very first mission (laughs) whenever... Or the 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 training mission, whenever the pilots are going up against Maverick in the plane. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I awesome. love those because they felt so like Top Gun, and I love how you know, like where where is Maverick anyway? And then he just he literally cuts like straight up through the middle of you know the that's two awesome. plane. It was just so cool. And I was just like, man, this feels so much like Top Gun right now. And another thing that I always say, one of the reasons why I have not enjoyed these Halloween legacy sequels, number one, because they're pretty damn goofy. But the second thing is they don't feel like Halloween. And it's been 40 years, so it's hard to make something feel like a movie did 40 years ago. But Top Gun did it. It feels like a Top Gun movie. Absolutely. Yeah, even I love even the that. flow it's so of the hard.
0: movie. Yes, it just it even though, felt like the like way Tommy. that the love interest came into play. I was telling Tommy this the other day. I mean, even like the the unexplained, explained parts, like where you know how they explain this mission, but not why these. You know, it it it's just perfect. It flows perfect. It feels like you're yeah. in the '80s.
1: They took a lot of care in doing that I thing. I think you're exactly right, Wes. I think they took a lot of time to make sure it felt like a Top Gun movie. And they knocked it out of the park. That that sequence is great, like you're talking that about. That sequence you know, does it. They're having to do push ups, and
2: and t- cut and Maverick's just you know killing them out. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> He's just tearing them up. So I think we're right about an hour now, which is we've probably kind of talked enough about um, you know a, a new movie that we didn't actually walk through. Yeah. But I would like to ask. Was there anything about the movie that you guys didn't like, or any aspects that you didn't really care for? Was there anything that you know you would have kind of changed, or thought maybe didn't work as well?
0: I don't think this movie had as good of a soundtrack as the original Top Gun it has. A great I agree song. with that. Yep. it has uh, the Lady Gaga song that they made for it. You know, is unlike anything I, that. They did yeah, for it. I really like that song. I, I agree there, and it's better than any of the songs last year. I mean, heck, who were who knows what even got nominated? But, but um, the overall soundtrack, I just didn't feel like. I feel like that's the piece they just barely missed. I feel like they could have thrown in some more uh, one good 80s song, and then some Kenny Loggins hey, Kate, like with about, the hair on fire. Yeah,
1: how about a song called "Take My Breath Away" in Danger Zone? You like those two yeah. songs? Bring but, them Kate, back. You,
0: you just won the original movie. <laughs> I want to use a different song strange if listen (laughs) if strangers things can make kate bush popular the number one streaming song we could have come up with a top gun song from the 80s that nobody remembered that would have been amazing
1: i don't i hear the thing i think that lady gaga was
0: really good they weave that song the kind of of all the soundtrack yes and i loved how they did really well done I'm just saying the overall soundtrack wasn't as good. I'm not saying I want the exact songs.
1: <laughs> okay, all right, all right.
0: <laughs> Be creative. That's that's all that I think it was missing. Though. I mean, I would argue that a hit Lady Gaga song that's weaved throughout the movie is pretty creative, but... <laughs> it is creative, <laughs> but you could have, I mean... You know you know what I'm saying you're just trying to make me feel ridiculous I've already I told you I texted you and West that that Lady Gaga song was fire and I was listening to it in my car and I don't even it is, the term fire yeah. just I know the younger generation does I don't <laughs> even know what that means it's like something exciting I was trying to sound cool and hip but but I what I do <laughs> know is you know what I'm saying like there's not as many cool hit songs I mean even when even when um And I almost said Merlin dies. Even when Goose dies, it would be sad if Merlin (laughs) dies. Even when Goose dies, the sad music in Top Gun's good. This music is not as good as that as an overall whole. Say it. One great song, yes. Not as an overall soundtrack. It is not going to be the number one purchase soundtrack.
1: No, I just think, yeah, I think it's just hard to beat Top Gun's soundtrack. I mean, that's one of the iconic... Soundtracks of the 80s. They now. needed to
0: call me, and I could have done it. Uh, and yeah, could have done. It. I do think the soundtrack
1: itself is good. Like that, the the sequences in the end, it really gets no, me like, it, very emotional. Correct. As far as uh, my complaints, I don't really have any. You know, this is a, a to me, this is how you design a perfect blockbuster. Everything about it hits on all cylinders. Great movie stars, great performances, great action, emotional people leaving the theater, clapping, cheering, crying. There's a reason it has an A plus cinema score. It, it is, you know, the it's box office is sensational. It is a great movie, so no complaints on my end.
0: What did you say yesterday, Tommy? It only dropped 33%. Yeah,
1: I could talk I a little that.
0: bit Yeah, about the box office, you
1: know.
2: I'd unheard of.
1: Yeah, it really is. You know, a couple of things about its box office. First, it was predicted to do a certain amount its opening weekend. And I always like to read Deadline Hollywood throughout the weekend, which basically tracks box office. And every time I looked at it, it kept going up. You know, they kept saying, well, now we're looking at 135 for the four-day weekend. Then it was 150. Then it was 160. So it kept that tells you that more and more people kept going, word of mouth is really good. Mm-hmm. And then the second for the mid week was great every weekday was great. And then it's second weekend. Like you guys said, it only dropped 26%. It's it's second week. I believe right around 26%. And it had the lowest drop of any movie that had made over a hundred million dollars. So man, people love it. It's hold. It's hold was unbelievable. I think it's going to hit. $500 500 million in the US for sure. And I think it has a decent shot of a billion dollars worldwide even without
0: China and Russia in play. I agree. I, and you know what I've heard more about this time, you know, used to be like there's only a few of us that go see movies twice in the theater and you know, I would do it every once in a while. The last time I've heard of people going to see a movie twice this much is was back in The Dark Knight. But I didn't even hear as many as I've heard we're going to see a movie twice as top gun Probably because in game,
2: a lot of people want to go see him game again.
0: Okay. I yeah. Mean, in it's, game. It's a rarity I, though. I do. Right. I, I agree. It is. I a rarity. wouldn't want to see a movie. I didn't go see either one of those twice because they're so long. You know, right. the other thing, good yeah. thing, Wes, I know you will appreciate it. This is not that long of a movie. It's only right at the two hours. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You weren't getting sleepy or anything during it. were you? No, no, this one, this one held my. And
2: again, I saw it at eight o'clock. Not, I started the Northman at ten forty-five. That was a mistake. I have to realize <laughs> I'm almost forty, so um I just couldn't couldn't hang uh with the Northman. Even though I still really enjoyed the movie. <laughs> well, Wes,
1: wasn't your complaint going to be they could have lopped off thirty minutes and it would have been perfect?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's it. That was an that hour is. and a half.
0: That would have been amazing. <laughs> Uh, I'm curious. Do you have a complaint, Wes?
2: Yeah, it's not a, it's not a complaint at all. I felt like sure. um, the 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 additional pilots were a little bit more, I guess, better developed in the original Top Gun. I didn't really feel like, aside from Rooster and the Cocky Guy, that I really knew and identify much with the with the extra pilots. I just, I didn't really. What about Bob? I didn't like those. What about the, me? The casting is is much in those. Um, and again, they were secondary characters, which don't really have a a huge thing to do with the with the film. But um, that that's it. I just, you know, when oh, you first. On, kinda,
0: what you, about Wes? What about Bob? You didn't love Bob? No, not really. I mean, he was all right. Like, I mean, oh, so you're telling me. So you're telling me that Slider had more of an impact on you than these guys. Hell yeah, Slider. <laughs> he stinks. And he does that pose while he's playing volleyball. No, that was it. Whenever they're
2: first kind of introduced at the bar kind of thing. I mean, it was just, that's the only part of the movie that I felt like. Because it I was think, right after, you know, Maverick but was having to one pay more of everybody's beard. And they were kind of ringing the bell. And that's about the only little, little part here's of the, the movie that didn't really work as well
0: for me. I, I, I
1: This is where I saying, would Wes? disagree where not disagree. I understand what you're saying, Wes, but I don't think that's the movie they're making. They're not making another Top Gun movie. This is Top Gun Maverick. So like this movie's about Maverick and his journey. Mm-hmm. Those guys are supposed to be secondary characters.
0: But like, I think they could have done it's I not think the same. Wes, thing, I don't think Wes but, is saying that they have to be a main character. I think that what Wes is saying is there could have been one more little scene at the bar to give you a little bit more connection to him. Maybe like after they're on the beach football game, he cuts to a scene with them at night on the beach with lights on them, all enjoying a bunch of Zimas. Plus yeah, that brings Zima. Like that. Plus that brings Zimas back. You know, it's because Top Gun's so popular, then Zima has to come back, and then. You know, that's more what Wes was thinking, I think, Tommy.
2: No, I was just saying it's like, you know, you get the you we get these characters in and, you know, they're they're going to be part of Maverick's team and he's they're going to be up there flying against them and all that. It just, you know, I didn't feel like you really they could have just been they literally could have just been anyone like any any yeah, actors, I any characters at any time, just completely interchangeable. And it, it would have made
1: I didn't difference
2: miss that. Like, honestly,
1: I wasn't that interested in them i was oh, like yeah. more and this is where we are just i think this is where like your guys love for top gun is showing more than mine because like i didn't care about any of that i didn't really care about any of those guys like i was much more invested in like tom cruise's journey like in the movie and like his relationship to Ru- those are like the things his relationship with jennifer connelly i agree with what you're saying like those guys were all interchangeable but to me i was like yeah that's Like I didn't really care. Like that wasn't to
0: me kind of what I was looking for in the movie. I think they could have had a little scene, and it would have made them just a slight bit better. Look, I still gave it a nine point seven out of ten. T man, don't 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 take away, take make me think that I hate it. But I'm just like, no, no, I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying
1: I think we're we're looking at it a little differently. Gotcha. We're looking at what we wanted a little differently, possible too. And that's okay. We all have different kind of expectations in how we look at movies.
2: It would have kind of tied in the 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 kind of cocky ice ripoff character a little bit better. Um, I loved him. Is like he was he was pretty he was pretty good there, but I just I don't know. You know they did they did tell a lot of story in two hours, and there just there there wasn't a lot of additional time or anything like that. But, um, well, you was can't it. have both things. You
1: can't yeah, have your I character
0: think... development and your two hours. <laughs> one hour and a right, half. I movie.
1: think they had to choose, basically, do you make a movie about t- the top gun and those characters, or do you make a movie about Maverick? And so I, 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 I totally understand what you're saying. I just, I think the that's not the story they're telling. Mm-hmm. So that's just how I view it. But like I said, I think we all kind of have our different views on kind of what we're wanting in the movie to me. Like I said, I didn't, I liked that Those guys were all kind of interchangeable because to me, that's not really what the story was about
0: yeah it was just top gun
2: that kind of whole uh, the whole kind of bar scene there it really didn't it just it didn't for me it didn't work as much as the rest of the film did and again i didn't i mean i love the movie i think it's great and uh uh, you know, Roe wants to see it, so we're going to watch it, you know, as soon as we can together, and I can't wait to see it again. But we were just talking about was... if there were any complaints about it, that was – I just didn't care for that kind of initial bar scene. It just kind of felt a little clunky, and those those characters, you know, they kind of – walking in, you know, like, all right, here's the new policies. are going to be on his team and all that, and then it's just kind of like, well, we didn't really – don't really get to know them at all.
0: I love the bar and i love when uh, roosters playing piano and, and i really do i think i love that throwback and i love tom from outside watching it I j- I, the part well where I, where I will agree with you a little is the beginning of the bar sequence when they're meeting each other playing pool that that is a little clunky but it but but i think they have to have that bar in there because i think that bar is like the perfect homage to top gun 80s so i mean there's oh, i love te- the name I mean these of are all the teeny- yeah these are all teeny what?
1: things I will say I do think we'd be remiss if we didn't also mention. Uh, I know we talked about Kelly McGillis, but I do think Jennifer Connelly as the kind of love interest of Tom Cruise does Fantastic. Is she's really good at it, mm-hmm. and she yeah, brings she kind works. of a subtle like dramatic the presence do, it? to it. Yeah, I think she's really good. She's a great actress anyway, and um, you know Tom Cruise and her. I mean, I don't I don't know how much chemistry they have, but I think it works. I think she's trying really hard to pull that chemistry out of them. And I think it works overall. And at the end, you know, you want them to be together. And and also, you know, that that time. And then also, you know, I think we we've touched on a lot of things, but I think we've missed a couple things. Another thing is Miles Teller's as Rooster. You know, yeah. I think he really works as Rooster. First, he yeah, looks he like excellent. Yeah, he looks as goose. He doesn't have a lot to do in the first half of the movie. Like it's like we just talked about. I think we kind of we don't want to rehash that. To me, I think it was on purpose, and I, because at the end, then it really coalesces to what they're they're trying to achieve. And I think that last second, he really kind of starts to shine. And it, it's like, wow, Martin is really good in this movie. So that was a
2: phenomenal choice to, to cast him. I thought he was great. I think he's just a good actor. Period. I mean, he's been in several movies that I feel like he's, he's turned in good performances. He's in that, uh, was it, is it war dogs? He's in of? war dogs. He's yeah.
1: in only the brave. He's in whiplash. He, yeah. He's a really good Whiplash. Actor. He's in he, that. And he uh, hasn't done a whole lot over the past few years. I'm glad to see him kind of like have a big role.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. He was in a, he was in that really kind of indie, uh, dramatic movie too. I can't think of the name of it with, the. Uh, chalene woodley or whatever that's a really good movie too um but anyway yeah i really enjoyed him that's a good point and really like jennifer connelly i, I love that they didn't get some like you know 25 year old woman to <laughs> be playing maverick's love interest right. and it just look all age. weird yeah so it was she was a perfect choice. You
1: know, she's in her 50s know, as well you know what i thought was interesting about this movie and I know we've talked a lot about different elements of why we think this movies is so, so successful, is, you know, I think one thing that helps is that the movie is about people that are older. Tom Cruise is 50, late 50s. Jennifer Connelly's 51. And they're not trying to play younger, which is right. kind of refreshing. You know, even Tom Cruise has been guilty of that in the past of always trying to play younger. In this movie, he is playing his age. She is playing mm-hmm. their age. You can see the experience and, just what they've gone through and it's weathered them and it's you know they have scars they have you know they've even talked about the, the way you know Maverick has screwed her over in the past so it brings that realism and that emotional pull to it and I thought that was really well done yeah
0: I, 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 I would like to point out too just a similar thing to like T-Man saying is well, you know what I think is better about this movie and that we haven't talked about is I think the action sequences are actually better like the the plane montages and yeah I know the technology is better, so obviously what they're able to shoot is better. But I think those sequences are just—they're awesome.
2: oh, amazing. The they're, action is just—it's—it's it's truly like something to marvel. Gra- at. Grab your seat, you know, tense.
0: I it's, feel like the story's more concise and the action is better. So it's like you know, there's little quirks, but I mean,
2: I mean, I was literally like holding my breath as they started that mission. You know, like the actual mission, not the training, but when they actually start the real mission and you know, miles Teller's falling behind a little bit and, and all, yeah. I mean, it's, it it is just, it's great. All right. Well, anything else about top gun Maverick? Um, that's just the first movie we've got what, five or six more to go through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> um,
1: I used, I used all my, my stuff. I used all my ammunition <laughs> like in Maverick. I'm out and I'm about to be shot down.
0: Yeah. I I've got all my energy gone.
1: I would just you know, say
0: I, I, I'm that old guy. I didn't get any coffee. You're the old guy. I would just say <laughs> that.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. I love I'm so happy that it's so popular that there's an energy around it and an energy about going the movie theater. It's
2: really good to see. And so if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. You won't be disappointed. And I hope Hollywood's taking notes. I really do. I think they're. <laughs> I think they try to placate to a certain type of moviegoer now and they try to make, you know, every movie he's got to have this deep meaning and so intellectual about this or that. And it's like, why don't you just like, just give us a, just a fun, emotional, simple film like Maverick and look what it's done at the box office.
0: What, you know it what's shows fun yeah. to me about this whole conversation? What if Tom Cruise... Saves movies for Wes by knocking out the the you know comic book movies and bringing <laughs> back old eighties type movies. What if it's Tom Cruise that saves the movie theater experience for Wes? Hey, maybe we'll get a real Terminator Three
2: now. We could. No, yeah, I think they, too old. Tom Cruise can only do so much, man. They made like five <laughs> of
1: those things.
3: I don't
2: think there even you know, him first. can save that franchise. I, I don't either. <laughs> And then you got I'll, James Cameron putting out a I'm sorry, but that I didn't that Avatar 2 trailer. We've waited this long for that. Oh god.
1: Hey man, James Cameron. He don't I'm know done with James uh, Cameron. We'll have to save that for yeah. We'll have to say that for another episode. But I will say that <laughs> I think you're right, Wes, that you know, Hollywood, first off. Hollywood will copy success, so I think you will see some some studios really paying attention to this result. I think it shows there is a, a huge underserved market out there, and they can tap into that market by showing by by making movies for that audience that are. I don't want to just call them feel good. It's not like a feel good movie. It is just a movie without pretense, a movie that is, you know, not, not even simple but very straightforward and. You know, it is feel good. It has strong emotional to it, and is not over politicized or has mm-hmm. agendas or has other hidden meanings. It is just a movie for movie's sake, and I think I think Hollywood hopefully will take some lessons from this.
0: You know what? You also see, you know, like Karate Kid when the Will Smith one came out with his son, like it it failed. This legacy sequel maybe Hollywood sees that it is more of a formula that works. You know, they can't just make like the fifth movie in a series maybe and have it work. But I think that they are seeing this legacy sequel formula work a little better. So I think reboots are just
2: not working very well, like period, just trying to reboot, you know, something they just, they just don't, they just don't work. Uh, I've rarely seen a reboot um, of stuff that, that really works well. But, you know, if you can, You know, I mean, we got a whole slew of extremely popular films for the 90s that we still have, you know, the actors around that are are still young enough that they could, you know, do, you know, do some some of this. And I'm not saying let's take every popular movie and make a legacy sequel. I think it's got to make sense. I think we got to have a great script. We've got to have all of those things. But, you know, there probably are another several stories out there that you could tell with beloved characters that would bring the audiences back out
3: Mm -hmm.
2: well anyway i think we've gone on and on about this but i'm I'm glad we were able to kind of get pull an episode together to talk about this very popular film right on the heels of our top gun episode so unless you guys have anything else we will wrap it up
0: i think we're good
2: all right i'll take that as a as a no so audience thank you for hanging out with us and i uh, certainly hope no one missed our multiple spoiler warnings as we were going to spoil top gun maverick there uh, also kind of put in the the notes when we're advertising the movie that we we do some spoilers on the second half but uh, we always want to thank you for listening to real talk uh, come and hang out with us on social media you know, we've got a Facebook group and uh, really like how it's just kind of um, just sustaining on its own now with, uh, you know, people that like the show and like interacting with us are, are posting things and bringing things in. So uh, look for us on Facebook, look for us on Twitter at real underscore cast. That's R E E L. Look for us on Instagram, although I'm doing a poor job of keeping that up right now. And uh I guess, Gabe, look for us on TikTok. Yeah,
0: don't <laughs> forget to look for time. us on TikTok. Real talk, a movie, <laughs> T-I-C-T-O-K. And, and guys, I haven't updated in a month, but I'm coming back. Don't worry. There we go.
2: There we go. And then T-Man, is, we just cannot. I just needed some help. T-Man has fully taken over our uh, our email like it's just i just cannot keep up with all of them he's volunteered to help so he's he's answering all of the the emails that are coming in oh, so you want to send it to us that's uh real talk movie cast at gmail.com and yeah, say, i do say it's hello team man that's all he's done he's quit his job <laughs> <and> he's just <laughs> so, working our emails
1: full-time email answer but i would like to say you know i think this is a good time to just announce our next movie series guys what do you want to do blockbuster series there we go don't want
2: you to announce it go for it
1: yeah i think so you know the past two summers we've done blockbuster series so i think our next set of episodes will be an episode around the summer of blockbusters uh 2000 to you know 2010 or 2009 i guess you would say and so we'll do those again, rank those again, and uh, have everybody vote, and then uh, do a single episode about the winner. So that's going to be. Wait a, lot a minute! Of fun.
0: Are you guys trying to scoot these episodes over top of Shark Week again?
2: <laughs> Dang it! He's all over the top of this. I thought maybe this uh, year I'm we
0: not could letting this slide, slide this year. Last year, last year, I had to do Shark Week in September. Are we doing that again, guys?
3: <laughs> well,
0: it's only June, Gabe. We still got time, man. Shark weeks in July. I can, oh, see, wow. I can see, I can see the scheming coming. You're, you, you—we've never even talked about upcoming episodes. Y'all are trying to stick stuff into my brain to make me think it can't. I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, to
2: team's point, though, uh, we are gonna—you know—the the first episode we'll tackle is 2000 2004. Then we'll do 05 to 09, and uh, you know, then we will let the audience vote on what what's the what were the top. Uh, what What's the best blockbusters from those errors? And we'll do a point system again and we'll figure out who the winner is, you know. Um, previous winners from the 80s were The Shining and then Terminator 2 from the 90s. So we'll see what happens in the 2000s. Uh, that's some uh, multiverse stuff right there.
0: <laughs> Man, I'm, I, I know how <laughs> these episodes to, go. First the 2000, to 2004, the 2000 to 2004, then 2005 to 2009, then we have to do one on the best episode. You know? Tommy, I was going to talk Jaws this year in Shark Week, so you and Wes are missing out. I was going to do it. (laughs) Well, for us,
2: that's a wrap. (laughs)